bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A N A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics, like we're talking about the week in reality TV. And this episode is late. I hate putting it up late because I know people have their listening routines, and it's a fucking bummer when that gets interrupted, like when it happens with Howard Stern with us, when Mm -hmm. it's reruns. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have been in my feelings, girl. <laughs> and you know what happens when people get in their feelings? What? They Demi Lovato out. And that's what I did. And I took us on a full bender. And although I'm horrified the podcast is late, at this point, I'm just glad we're not dead. <laughs> you know, we're human beings. Okay? We are. And, uh, you know, we're living. We're living life. We're, and that's just what happens. Like You go and you go and you go until the wheels fall off and they <laughs> fell the fuck <laughs> off. But here we are. Here we are. We're not dead. No. Yet. Yep. I, and I think we're going to live. I think we're going to live. I think we are, too. I think we're going to live. So. And I get my feelings. That's I okay. Get it, and that's know? okay. And everyone's allowed to be in their feelings. And, and for anyone who's listening who's in their feelings who might, you know, who, who takes their feelings on a drive by <laughs> and takes the feelings and, you know, just feelings out and just does it. Just you have to remember it's okay and you, that you're going to come back from it. Yeah. There's nothing you can't survive. And that is true. I mean, that's a yeah. whatever saying, you know, right? Like there's nothing. What, and that's true. It is true. Except maybe a gun, fatal gunshot, <laughs> uh, a beheading and things. When, when I, we were late and uh, with, and, and I called my friend Anne and she's like, as long as you didn't kill anyone last night, I think you're good. And then, then I just sat there and she was like, you didn't kill anyone, did you? <laughs> Well, I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're still alive. So I am thinking like, hey, we didn't accidentally fucking kill a drifter. You know what I mean? No. Trying to get our rocks off. Nope. The way worse thing. So there are, um, there are. that's what happened, kids. I'm sorry it's late. And it is a day late and it is a dollar short because the shit doesn't. Because <laughs> we ain't making a dollar. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's just what's up. And yeah. that's OK, too. That's OK, too. Because why not? I'll be living in my truck next month and it's fine. Um, so we got some gifts and I don't mm-hmm. lo- like ever love for the whole beginning to just be about gifts, yeah, but yeah. sometimes when you get a lot of gifts, you got to do it. You know what I mean? You, you gotta There's do it. no way for, for us to thank people except for now in this moment. So yeah. we can't. And that's the way we know. want, you know, because these gifts, they, they make, they are beautiful. All they, of them. They really are. They really, and especially when you're going through your feelings, girl, and a gift shows up. Please believe. There's nothing better. But don't feel that, please, but I do want to say you don't have to send gifts. Like, don't feel compelled. Oh, yeah, at all. We don't want you to do that. We don't, please, please. But anyone who does, obviously, we appreciate it and we're, and we're grateful for you. And, and we got a beautiful email that we're going to we're gonna read at the end. Okay. And that was just as touching yes. as any gift. You yes, know what I mean? Of course, so, of course. Um, 
So, um, Greg uh-huh, Gar- Garino, Garino. Uh-huh, our fave Houston immigration lawyer. That's right. Um, he sent us two big Yetis with our names on them. Now, the, and I don't mean two enormous um, fabled um, forest creatures. Like Bigfoot? Is Yeti uh-huh. a Bigfoot? Mm-hmm, or is mm-hmm. it a snow? That's Yeti is Bigfoot, yep. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean two large travel mugs that keep things cold and or keep things hot, which apparently are very popular in Texas. Well, they're very popular everywhere oh. now, but they started in Texas, I assume, because that's where I, that's, that they are very popular there, oh, yeah. and that's where Greg's from. Well, there's nothing I like more than, if A, something with my name engraved on it, and B, something that will keep things cold and or keep things hot. He, well, he asked, I think these might be, since they're so big, they're, they're mainly for cold. I mean, although mm. it would keep things hot, yeah. but I could put some sucking soup in it, like we're in the 80s, yeah. and taking our thermos <gasps> to work. Nice. <laughs> I like that. So I'm. Oh my god! I just had a vision of putting spaghettios in it. Uh, that'd be funny. And that'd be good. I fucking love spaghettios. I love spaghettios. Ugh. He asked if I had a yeti, and I said yes. But I'm like, but bitch loves a travel mug, so send them <laughs> on, Greg. And you know what? I wasn't lying, and she loved it, and we loved it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, then Jennifer Johnson, aka Indigo Oscar, mm-hmm. who's the graphic designer who made our DGP logo yeah. that you see, mm-hmm. and the banner on the Patreon page, uh-huh. and a thousand important pictures for Julie where she's starring in Game <laughs> of Thrones. They're important to me if I'm living my dreams through her. Those photographs. Mm-hmm. I'm never slimmer. I'm fit. I'm in a man's body on sometimes. On sometimes. Uh, women's bodies it's just fantasy it's fantasy role play and I love it and I love I get to be in she sent this great one me and Game of Thrones this one this in this in this packet. package yeah we've had ones where we're duos like Laverne and Shirley such yeah, as tons. Cagney and Lacey I mean these are what She's, dreams come she, true and she did all this other work for the, us for free I mean she doesn't she all won't right. even take money she's done the work she's done has never stopped she's made things we've used for cards promos yep, mailers yep, whatever yep, yep. Now, this is a birthday gift for Julie, but um, it, it was sent to the wrong address, so we had to do some recon. Mm-hmm. Peely, no! <laughs> so we had to do some recon. Hand, and, hand that over. And get, get it here, so that's why we're t- reading, t- talking about it late. Um, and I want, now, I'm so in my feelings that she wrote this, this long, like, sort of letter. Not long, but she, like, typed out Whoa. this pretty thing. To, and it wasn't even sad. It was a. It's a funny, nice note, and yeah. I'm crying the whole way through oh. the, the through the card. But um, I've seen that in porn. I've seen that in porn. You have. Uh huh. What's that for? I'm not sure, but I've seen <laughs> that vibrator in porn. So she got Julie this beautiful, beautiful vibrators. And as we know, kids, vibrators ain't cheap, honey. There's a Sw- Swarovski. Jesus Christ! Like jewel on the top, and um, it's pretty and like, I feel like rose it, yeah, colored right and it's large it's large i'm gonna hear buzzing in that room tonight <laughs> and it so <laughs> and also like i don't it's almost like you could put this on a stand i know i feel like i see them put that on the clit this so, yeah maybe it goes in the asshole i don't know um, we'll have to look it up that's really gonna stretch your asshole out if that's what that's for that. um beautiful vibrator beautiful and a and the gift, she said wow. at the end, they say the best gift is the gift of loving yourself. Um, <laughs> it's just, it, it's it's a great gift idea it is a that great, I it often really overlook. Is. What a great gift idea. Only time I ever gave one was, I gave mm. gave one as a push present, as they're so annoyingly called. What's that? What is that? It's like after you have your have a baby, 
and I a push I, present. Oh, because somebody pushed a baby out of the. Pussy? Yeah, yeah. I gave one to my friend Jessica hmm. after she pushed a baby out. Yeah, because I don't know. Who knows what happens to your fucking pussy after baby well, comes out? Apparently, of it, it rips in half and stretches <laughs> open. Yeah. I said, let me get her something to enhance her sexual pleasure. Because mm. um, I'm a good friend. You are. So I wanted to read this little note from part of Jennifer's um, email, because I th- not, or her letter, because I thought it was funny. Okay. Um, even though I cried through it when I read it to you aloud today. Yeah. Um, she said, "By this is one point part of it. By the way, my boyfriend's name is Todd. A few episodes ago on the Patreon, you were joking about demoting Todd and having him get you an orange juice and a beignet and then said you were feeling masculine (laughs) and wanted to peg him. I left that clip on his voicemail and he died laughing. So feel free to use the name Todd anytime you're making fun of a guy because we loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. And that is the name we generally I know. use. We like I don't to, know why. Because we, we, cause my favorite thing is not now, Todd. Oh, that's right. Not now, Todd is also from, right. from Blue Steel. What's the name of Zoolander? Uh-huh. His, his assistant's name is fucking Todd. And he's like, not now, Todd. Get me a foamy latte, Todd. <laughs> and he treats Todd like shit. You're right, by the way, about this part. It is for the clitoris. I, that's what I've seen in the porn. That's what I've seen in the porn. Like, so I like to watch sensual massage porn from mm-hmm. time to time. Mm-hmm. And they will always... Use a, a the man is dressed. Right, and he's, uh, he does the... Th- I've seen it. Yeah, and they, I've, I've seen, seen that used in the sensual massage porn. Interesting. Uh... Yeah. So um, maybe maybe Jen watches the same porn. I think this as is me. made in Germany. Oh, maybe she. Does. Now I know there's 17 and 16 year olds listening, wow. and I feel so differently about all the jizz talk we do. Well, you know what, 16 and 17 year olds. <laughs> if the one thing you take away from this is your self love, yeah, you need. And if you you're not having orgasms, pleasure yeah, you yourself. Turn to your mom right now in That's the minivan right. on your way to school, That's right. and tell your mom you want a vibrator. Girls, girls, <laughs> girls, girls, listen up, everyone in the car, listen up. You are in charge of your own orgasm, okay? You are. You, ha- you have to be. You, have, you to know, have to be. And you have to know how. And even if you want someone else to do it for you, you at least need to be able to guide them to tell them what to do. So this, that's why vibrators are great. And for any virgins out there, I wish someone would have told me this. Um, and I saw it in a movie where this girl goes to lose her virginity. And her name's Brandy in the movie. Ooh. It's that girl, Aubrey Plaza. It's this, oh, yeah, this yeah. movie about her trying to lose her virginity. Uh-huh. In the movie, they said, get a bunch of lube and get on top. And get, that's get a, a bunch of lube and get on top. And get on top. Of, and that's a, what she does. Of a, of a guy? Yeah. So that you're not being impaled by uh, someone who has no idea. And the lube, like if only I had known to use a buttload of lube, I would have. Uh, because by the time it's you're nervous, it's hurting. Of course. That's for the one virgin listening. That's, that's, um, takes, that's, yeah, that's. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. All right. Okay, so anyway. the next one mm-hmm. is from Ashley Ryder, our super important Patreon Fran, who hooked us up with this guy, who with the guy from TMZ, Van, the yes. one who went off on, when Kanye went off on him, and then he told, did the speech of his life. Remember? The, <laughs> yeah, your life, yeah, man. I loved it. And it was like slow ca- oh, clap. It was so good. And then Ashley messaged us on Patreon and said that she, her friend works at TMZ, and she knows, and she got us Van's email. Now, right. I mean, the news is ever changing. It's ever changing. So <laughs> yeah. we never bothered with Van. No. However, we never forgot Ashley. No. And she got us. Oh. Definitely the probably the funniest gift we've gotten next to possibly the homoerotic art yeah. bath art featuring Don Jr. and Eric Trump from Allie and Mike. Yes. It's like the, these two are 
they're going in the fucking hilarious, hilarious pile. I did not know what to expect, like at all. I was, I didn't know. I just, I had, I never would have guessed this ever. I never would have. So I'm standing up. I want to set the scene. Okay. I'm standing up and Julie's sitting on the couch with like the coffee table there. And she's like opening the thing with like an exacto knife she keeps by the couch. Cause you know what? That's where you need an exacto knife right next to the couch. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, she opens it and it's like kind of, it's like kind of like a, it's a tall box kind of, it's a tall, like sort of narrow it's a box. Priority, it's a priority male, you know, um, pre thing box. Okay. Like a, yeah. So she's like opening it and she's like, these are office supplies. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, she sent us used office supplies from her fucking, no, I'm going like, she sent those from her office. She sent those from her fucking office. Because it was on the Patreon. Was yeah. it on the Patreon? I'm, I don't remember. Yeah. <clears throat> so we have a Patreon podcast. If you're interested in <laughs> in joining the Fram, mm-hmm. we um, this is how close we are. Patri- www.patreon.com <laughs> slash dumbgaypolitics um, for $1 an episode. We talked about like office supplies and shit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and how I still have used office supplies from one of my roommates. Mm-hmm. And no, that's right. And so I'm like, oh my God, those are from her fucking office. And the delight on Julie, she's like, <laughs> post-it notes, <laughs> calculator. And now meow, meow, pull yeah. out the letter. It's It was like six fucking yellow legal pads because we did talk about that. Tons of post-it notes. Okay. I mean... <laughs> And there's a paper ha- clips, binder clips, pens, uh, highlighters. And the pens are, are all together with a rubber band wrapped around them. The shit's from the office. It's amazing. Uh, little legal pads, a spiral notepad, like office supplies from an actual office supply closet. You yeah. can tell. These aren't used. These are new because they're fresh from the closet. Yeah, but they are. But so <clears throat> Julie and Brandy, I have now she wrote this on the legal pad. Right. Which okay? of, of which there were like four or five. Which was also... A stroke of genius. A handwritten note. <laughs> a handwritten note on the legal pad. Julie Rennie, I have been trying to find a way to prove my undying love and affection for you two and finally figured it out after this week's Patreon. Enclosed, you will find a, a giant load <laughs> of stolen office supplies from my work. I handpicked pilfered each item just for you two. I am the office manager, so no one can even bat an eye as I carried all of this through the office. Love you uh, guys. Ashley Ryder, P.S. Who ordered the fat pussy? Yeah. I love that she fucking got all the supplies and blatantly walked through the office and with them in her hands. And then she walked by like, what are you looking at, Todd? <laughs> yeah, I need these for my office because you know why? I'm the boss. So why don't you go ahead and keep sitting down with your khaki pants and not say anything to me, okay? Carol, what do you want? Yeah, Julie, nothing. That's what I thought. Julie went through each and every... <sighs> Like I had already, I'm already in the bathroom fucking doing my shit. And Julie's still, she's like clips. She's like yelling to me. She goes through every single thing. She's the biggest, biggest smile on her face. Like Mm, fucking hilarious, dude. Straight up hilarious. Hilarious. A bright spot in a fucking tough ass week, man. Mm -hmm. Bright, bright, bright spot. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Ashley. Like, man. Even during that Patreon, I was like, why am I going into this story? Why am I telling this story right now? <laughs> I have no idea why I'm telling this story. So um, it really, like, if it was all for that, because goddamn, did we get a good laugh? Yeah, we did. Um, and we love her. She, um, we're continuing 
we're, we're going, we're continuing our relationship with Ashley. It continues yes. on. Yes. Well, there's important business to be done. <laughs> there is. There and, is. And on, on these business yeah. office supplies. So. so thank you guys all so yeah. much. Thank and you. And sorry the whole beginning was about gifts, but not sorry. Listen, Love you. you know what? <laughs> we do this every week. So sometimes it's life. It's just life. It's you life. know what I mean? It's just life. Sometimes you're late. Sometimes you're on time. Yeah, that's sometimes right. Sometimes you're constipated. Sometimes you're not. I'm always pretty much constipated. I'm normally not, but I am right now. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Just like my body is uh, yeah. just not having it. All right. Well, let's do Eye of the Shit Storm. Okay. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So this week, the shit storm is in a courtroom swirling around Paul Manifor and his giant veneers. I like to call him Manifor. Paul Manafort was Trump's campaign chairman, and today is his first day on trial for bank and tax fraud on money that he got from Manhattan. Okay. Russian money. I mean, Russian every money. day with Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Every day. Russia, Russia, Russia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> um, I guess one thing about, though, about putting this up late is we got to wait until this court day was a wrap, mm-hmm. um, which we did. Mm-hmm. And even though... We did very little research about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did our best, but um, mm-hmm. they picked the jury, did opening statements, and already like called one witness. Right. So they got it. They got it. They got it going. They got it on a fast track. They do have it on a fast track. I mean, I tried to read, find transcripts, and tried to find like, you know, whatever. I mean, literally that also can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> even the stuff, can't stop, won't even stop. Even the wrap ups <laughs> about the um, the trial are like short you know yeah like literally like called the first witness he went up he said hey yeah well russia and then they were like (laughs) and then the next guy came up i was like oh okay so you know whatever but now this if you don't know what's going on um this is the first trial resulting from the Mueller indictments and it's still not clear if this trial will expose any trump russia collusion but that's what everyone is hoping for now trump is so concerned that he tweeted Quote, collusion is not a crime. And every on Fox News, I mean, it's montage dying. after montage of every, from Rudy Giuliani all the way on down, every single fucking anchor, collusion's not a crime. Collusion's not a crime. Collusion's not even a crime. Collusion's not a crime. Said a thousand fucking times. And then everyone on MSNBC and CNN wants to go, collusion's not a crime, but conspiracy is. <laughs> exactly. Fucking fuck exactly. off. Exactly. I mean, the level of which, and not to mention that Trump, and all and Giuliani, for the last how long? How long? Two years have been saying no collusion, no collusion. There never was collusion. It's ridiculous. It's a witch hunt. There's no collusion. Fake news. Fake news. This is. I can't get a share. I can't get a fair break. I can't. It's just like Russia. I didn't talk to any Russians. I don't do anything exactly. with Russia. I got nothing to do with Russia. I won. Why don't you look at Hillary's emails? Look at Crooked Hillary. Look at yep. Crooked Hillary. They colluded with Russia. Well, turns out, sweetie. Yeah, I mean, you colluded in November 2016. Hope Hicks showed that dumb idiot was the campaign (laughs) spokesperson at that time. She said, quote, there was no communication between the campaign and any Mm -mm. foreign entity Mm -hmm. during the campaign. Okay, that is not even remotely true. By January 2017, two months later, when asked by Chris Wallace, Mike Pence said no one in the Trump campaign had contacts with Russia. No one in the uh, Trump campaign. No one in the Trump campaign. I can tell you that when we were doing working on the campaign, that 
I can tell you that we didn't uh, we didn't talk <laughs> to any foreign people. You know who we did talk to? The American people. Okay, that's, that's what he said. Now I was busy looking for gays. You know mm-hmm. to, to tie them up to get them in a room. Okay, mother said to me, mother said, Mikey, Mikey, <laughs> pull your pants up, Mikey. I said, No, mommy, I don't want to. When I'm alone with mother, I call her mommy. Oh, okay. I call her mommy. Okay, you understand? I that? mean, how could he possibly know? Anyway, he's not even allowed to be alone in a room with a woman. So, if anyone in the campaign was a woman, I guess they could have been talking to anyone, and he wouldn't know because he couldn't be alone with them. Especially foreign women. Okay, I'm not allowed to be with them. Then by July two, and then July twenty seventeen, John Jr. was asked if he met with any Russians. He said, "Did I meet with people that were Russian? I'm sure. I'm sure I did, but none that were set up." And we know that's a lie. I that mean, is a blatant, 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 blatant lie. That meeting wasn't set up that you had with Natasha Boroshkovsky, <laughs> fucking the Na- lawyer. Nadia Komeninsky, fucking yeah, whatever. I didn't, know, I didn't know we were at the mall. I was having a juice and some lady came up and said, I want to talk to you about the campaign. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she said, I want to talk to you about the campaign. Bien? Yeah, she's a, a glamorous woman, and she wants to talk with you about the campaign. Sexy and sultry. Sexy and sultry woman, and she wants to talk to you about the campaign. I'm talking about the campaign. I know Russians have to be lowered <laughs> down here. That's Melania's up here, but Russians yeah, are the down Russian here. Lady. You know? but listen, it, it was, it's, it's, they never stopped. Like, uh, no one in our campaign, no one involved in the campaign mm-hmm. had any contacts with Russia or anyone in the Kremlin. Paul Manafort was the campaign chairman. Yeah. He was working for oligarchs. He was he literally would step off of a plane from the Ukraine with a luggage filled with Ukrainian money, right? Yeah. And then come back to work on Trump's campaign and do the bidding for the Ukrainian slash Russian oligarchs. Yeah. No one involved in the campaign had any contacts with Russia. Not only that, Corey Lewandowski was before him, and he fucking was talking to Russia. And everyone, 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 every single person in the Trump administration is talking to Russia. Yeah. In fact, I'm. I. I. I can't wait to see which part of which person is red sparrowing in the administration. Exactly. You know what I mean? Jared fucking Kushner. Corpse face. Yeah. Uh (laughs) He fucking set up a back channel. Right. Set up a back channel. Like, he's creating... And then they all went out to the fucking Caymans to go with all their hidden money. Paul Manafort had 30 bank accounts. 30. 30 bank accounts. For what? Like, a person doesn't have 30 bank accounts. I I can see two. Maybe three. But now now you're at 30? For what? Exactly. One bank can't handle all of your legal money? Yeah. No. Exactly. So he's uh, on trial and, and, you know, it's probably nothing will come out of it except for the fact that even Terry Schiavo knows that he's <laughs> money laundering yeah. and embezzling. And he didn't pay taxes on the money that he got from the money from the Ukraine. And he's his defense is going to be that, well, they told me to do that. They didn't want me to. They told me they told me they forced me. And it's like whether they forced him or not, because the basically that's like. That's like the, you know, like a, the, a mafia. He, it's like he got money from he got money from criminals. So yeah. doing criminal work. So then he 
they, of course they didn't want him to pay taxes on it because they didn't want him to know. Nobody wa- wanted but. them to know where the money's coming from. So then he didn't pay taxes. He puts it in weird banks. He does bullshit with it. He buys ostrich jackets. And then, so now he's evading taxes. So regardless of whether he knew, he's, he's going to have to go. He's yeah. going to be indicted. He's going to be, you know, he's guilty of absolutely tax evasion, 100%. So... <sighs> So that's that. Um, even though that was extremely douchey, now it's time for the official segment called Douche Capades. That my name is Douche. Douche, my is Douche. This segment is called Douche Capades, and it's pretty self-explanatory. This week, the douche capades involve the douchiest thing on earth and the douchiest CEO on earth, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. Um, people might not know, or people who listen probably have heard you, or, but if you don't know, <laughs> I want you to know the depth of which Brandy hates Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. I've always hated him. I absolutely hate Facebook. Mm-hmm. I never took part. Nope. I happily have said for the, f- the longest time, I, be- I do believe... That it is, it will, it will be, and has begun being the downfall of civilization as uh-huh. we know it. Yep. Even in the fucking grocery store, people, no one can look. Uh, every time somebody walks by me, and believe you me, I try to avoid the grocery store. I go like turn into night terror, like Juliet. That's just, like I'm like Juliet at the airport at the grocery store. I can't. Everybody is only in their own tunnel vision to get what they need when they need it. Mm-hmm. And the grocery store didn't used to be like that. And every time I see somebody with my, their myopic fucking focus on the lettuce, mm-hmm. I'm like Facebook. I just shrug and go mm-hmm. Facebook is what did it. I, I believe it. It's like it, it has entitled everyone like into this like yeah. tunnel vision. Yeah. So yeah, if for anyone who's new here, um. <clears throat> I hate it. I hate it. And I, the depth. And when everybody started the resistance, I said, you know how you can resist? Cancel your fucking Facebook. Get off Facebook. <laughs> That's how you can resist because then you're going to avoid coming across this fake bullshit. Me yeah. and Julie got had by a, annoying fake news about Black Lives Matter. We were victims mm-hmm, to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I was a victim to a ton of it. And, um, and it's, so it's that, it's that easy. And I don't even do fake Facebook. Right. Well, everyone knows that there's tons of fake news, speaking of online, mm. whether it's seemingly harmless shit like how Justin Bieber is a lizard person, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm say that's fake, to a story that's literally harmful, like Hillary Clinton is running a pedophile ring out of a basement in a pizza place that ends up getting shot up. Even after that fake fucking pedophile story ended literally violently... Facebook, Twitter, Google, and YouTube did nothing. They continue to allow this fake shit to be uploaded and shared on their platforms. If that wasn't bad enough, Mark Zuckerdouche profited off of it. He fucking sold ads and made a shit ton of money to Russians. He sold ads to Russian Russians all through the fucking campaign, made money off of fucking Russia and out of Russia, and then sold private information people's private information he sold for money like on facebook so that they so that they could go and make you know so that cambridge analytica and fucking jared fucking deadskid uh-huh. could go target all of these people off of getting all of their profile information he's well and he started out denying it 
obviously, because, yep. I mean, he had to. But then after he finally got caught, and there was no more pretending that he wasn't a shady, money-grubbing douche who invented the thing that literally ruined the world. <laughs> okay, he got called to testify before Congress and still acted smug. He is so smug. And this was, like, last week he or is two very, weeks He ago. is very smug. Yeah. He is very smug and defended his protection of free speech by saying he's Jewish and he still wouldn't take down pages made by groups who deny the Holocaust. Holocaust deniers. They have their rights, too. And he's so he's so altruistic that he and believes so free. He's not going to you know, he's not going to police the site. He leaves up Holocaust deniers, and everyone's sitting there is like this. <laughs> who? What? Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, it's even every single person in Congress was like, has this this fucking has data lookalike lost his mind. So all data that, is a robot, by the way, from um, Star Trek Next Generation. I want everybody to know. You all probably already do, but <laughs> data is a—I mean, or I should say, artificial intelligence who actually doesn't have emotions or a heart. Okay, the guy doesn't have emotions, or, but if you watch Star Trek and you watch Data, he literally looks like he has more heart and more sensitivity and more emotion and less smugness than Mark Zuckerberg, oh. who's a human being. Go on. And that's why they had Jesse Eisenberg, or whatever his dumb name is, play him in the movie. Ugh, he's, fucking he's smug, gr- too. He is smug. So um, all that asinine shit finally caught up to his ass because Facebook stocks have plummeted. And on Saturday, he himself lost $15 billion mm. in one day. That's billion with a B. And I oh. smiled. <laughs> I... Between the office supplies and that, mm, that was the only mm. couple, two times I've been smiling. I wrote myself a post-it note <laughs> that came in from the, the package, and I wrote, Mark Zuckerberg lost $15 billion, and I posted it <laughs> to my own self. Yeah. Because that's how delightful it was. Yeah, it was You know what I mean? delightful. I mean, now, well, now he's changing his tune, girl. Yeah, that happened he's Saturday. His tune. Today is Tuesday, and by today... Today, yeah, he announced today that Facebook pulled down 33 pages from fake news accounts attempting to influence the November midterm elections. So now all of a sudden... I am data. Boop, boop. And all of a sudden data is going to start policing the site like he fucking should have done before some dumbass idiot got got shoveled over to some Islamic radical terrorist website mm-hmm. where he got mind controlled and then went and shot up fucking a bunch of gay guys trying to have fun at the fucking ramrod in Florida or wherever the hell that was. <laughs> Pulse, exactly. Pulse, yeah. yeah. That guy, that guy was put mm-hmm. into extremist groups because of people targeting him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. these people are unstable, but their their access, he's not going to go on Google one day out of the blue and go, let me look up extreme Islam right, or whatever it is. Right. Like he was he was found like the same way Scientology looks and knows how to find act thirst bucket actors in L.A. who who are easily controlled and they can tell who it is. It's that's how they do it on Facebook. And those people ended up dead because of that. And it's like the only way and I've always said this, I'm like. They need to get sued. They need yeah. to be sued. People who there was another thing on um, on YouTube. I think it was on YouTube. It was a video about how some some fucking uh, cement company, like a Mexican, somebody was trying to like destroy this. I don't even know. It's called Cement Mex or something. And they there was another video where it was like like that pizza pedophile thing. It was like. That Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks are are running a pedophile thing through the cement, whatever oh it was, right? God. And I'm like, 
you know, no. that kind of shit puts people in danger and it's slander. Right. Right. And instead of, it, instead of the person who put it up, it's like YouTube needs to be liable for that shit. You want to put up slander? Because believe you me, we put up something with, uh, with a song that they're not going to make oh, money on. They'll right. rip it right on that's down. Right. They will that's rip right. it right on down, that's won't right. they? Yes, they will. So I'm pretty sure they have people looking through there and I'm like, they need to start getting fucking sued when somebody goes on Twitter and they, and they get, you know what I mean? And they're tweeting out and, and whatever, fucking harassing somebody or whatever it is. It, Twitter needs to be, yep. twi- Twitter needs to be liable for that shit yep. because otherwise, and one last thing on this and we're going over, but I read this interesting article in Vanity Fair about how um, they, you know how when like, oh, for example, in Red Sparrow or whatever it's called. Red Sparrow? How she, they, they CGI'd her face onto that On ballerina. Dancer, yeah. That has become so, 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 so easy and so accessible to just anyone and that c- technology to be able to do that. Kind of like the way that guy has that app where he does the Kardashians that we like. Oh God, Kyle Dunnigan. Yeah, so Ugh. now, and that's just an app. That's just an app. And he's making himself look exactly like goddamn Bruce Jenner. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like because this technology is able to do this and because like like um, AI, you know, we already said AI, but it's, it's becoming like machine learning. Like the, the machine learning has gotten so high. Like machines can work on their own. You know what I mean? I'm so glad we're going to be dead before the machines take over. Believe you I me. I don't want to be a battery. So it's like now you can make a video where you're putting someone's face on the different body and you can fucking ruin someone's life. And, and what the article was in Vanity Fair was like, it, it's all fun and games when it's Kim Kardashian's face on some random porn star. When the people who are doing this start getting involved in politics and start fucking framing people right. and dist- like, that's what it's going to get to. Yep. Especially because yep. basic bitches like, like, you know, on who are on soccer mom book, who are believing whatever they see. Right. I mean, it's it's going to get to that level where you're looking at a video and you, of course, you're not going to think that it isn't real. No, Lee Weinberg is going to completely think it's real. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't believe that was Jennifer Lawrence doing the ballet dancing. No, well, I mean, because I, like, <laughs> I thought for a minute, I was like, did she have to, she's, how did she can't? We have to get out of this segment, but it's basically... <laughs> The most followed pages that were removed were Black Elevation, mind, Mindful Being, Resistors, and As Azitlan Warriors. I don't know what that is. They, As, they ran 150 ads for approximately $11,000 on Facebook, um, paid for in U.S. and Canadian dollars. The first ad, so these are all about, they, the first ad was created in April 2017, the last one June 2018. These are all to affect the midterm elections. They think everybody thought, oh, they're not going to be able to fuck with the midterms because they're so state specific. And they are. They are. And of course, Facebook, uh, again, if you post something with a tit, God forbid somebody posts a breastfeeding picture. And you know what? Good. I don't need to see a fucking (laughs) breast breast selfie. But if you do and you got a tit, that will be pulled down immediately. But Facebook can't figure out who bought these ads. (laughs) Right. They can't figure it out. Right. Right. It's they did pull down 33 and that's a good sign. But again, I encourage I encourage everyone who's on there, especially a Julie knows a girl just like this. If you're only on there to troll and you don't post anything, (laughs) cancel your account. Cancel your account. Like make an impact. Troll. First of all, trolling and fucking lurking on other people's pages is is fucking tragic and it's toxic. So do what I say. Do what I do. Whenever you go to get on there, tell yourself this. 
Instagram is a nasty habit and fucking close it. It's like, it's not worth it. He owns Instagram too. So I'm not going to baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Okay. (laughs) But it's mainly Facebook. It's Facebook that is, it's, it's, it's a wrap. So um, now we're going to do Anne read a book in two days. Mm. Check this out, y'all. I don't read books. Okay? Clearly, clearly, so, my friend. Clearly. Now, you know, I like to think of myself as a musical person, but sometimes I can't get it together. Well, when it involves spelling, I can't do it. I can't do spelling and I can't harmonize. Well, now it's time for the segment we call Anne read a book in two days. The first time Anne read a book in two days for us was way back in January when she took us to Fire and Fierescue. Then she was officially given her own segment back in April when she read James Comey's books. Book. <laughs> books? Yeah. But for those of you who skipped those episodes or have no long-term memory, I'm going to recycle her intro for the third and not final time. <laughs> Anne is one of my oldest and best friends. I've mentioned her on the show a million times, and even her husband, Mike, who has the same birthday as George Clooney. They have a son named Nicholas that I will happily raise as my own if they ever die in a tragic shark attack. (laughs) Not only is uh, she a close part of our family, she's also a good friend to the show. She's one of the original 14 listeners of DGP and a Patreon subscriber. But that's not why we chose her. We chose her because she's hilarious and exceptionally smart and one of the only people we know who could read a 350-page nonfiction book in two days. And this time she read former White House press secretary train wreck Sean Spicer's <laughs> new book, The Briefing, Politics, the Press, and the President. Hey, Anne. Hey, Anne. Hey, guys. Wow. It was his yeah. book that long? How, how long it was it, it felt longer. I think it was like two two something, like two fifty or something. Okay. It could have been ten pages. It could really could, with the amount of actual information, it could have been ten. I would a, have a thought, little leaflet. I would have thought that's what he would have written and each page would be a word. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. Way, or the way he talks. So it's, did did was, did he work with the ghostwriter? Is your impression that I he, don't think so. If he did the ghostwriter was seven. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a tough one. We did this, one, this was this was the hardest one of the three so far. Oh, yeah. Um, we in did in terms of getting through it. We heard that we didn't do any research, obviously, but we did. Neither hear, did he. It's fine. <laughs> we did hear that he fucking called Christopher Steele like Michael Steele. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, point. Michael Steele. Yeah. There's no. I mean, it's poorly written. There's. I don't know if anybody proofread it, fact checked it. The vocabulary is awful. It's just loaded with inaccuracies. I and should have asked to get a five. Lies. I forgot to ask Anne to pull her favorite, maybe her favorite quote. Oh, I wrote down. Oh, she does. She does. Oh, she does. So, oh, like, I literally at one point kept going, this can't be 
real. Like this isn't a real statement. Oh, we did. Like, all, we did also hear it was in fact filled with like at least ten blatant lies. Yeah. Oh, I mean, all. No, I don't. Can't imagine any of it being true. I mean, everything about it is 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 either just a total mischaracterization, an outright full fledged lie, or he just kind of creates these false narratives about his life, and it's just it's it's weird. Well, let's, and boring. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the biggest sin of all is he's I mean, maybe the most boring person on the planet. I would have thought that he would be writing a book that's like um, you know, like um expose did he expose anything? Was anything No, he's, it's not salacious at all. I think like reading it through it's it's like he the way he speaks about Trump who humiliated him, really humiliated him in many ways. Yeah. He speaks about him so glowingly. What? It's bizarre. Like, it really is, is strange. He, he really, I mean, there are a couple of people he's not huge fans of, and he kind of does little jabs, but uh, Trump you couldn't do no wrong. It's, who who it's, was it they talked shit about? The Mooch? Mooch, for sure. Fucking does not care for the Mooch. <laughs> what did he say he, about the Mooch? What did he, he say about well, our friend, the Mooch? That's right. Yeah, well, he calls him, like, desperate, paranoid. Ooh. He said that he portrayed Trump oh. and rancid pubes and that he, he likes rancid and pubes, intimidated right? oh yeah they're like best pals oh, okay they worked together at the rnc for a long time oh. and then uh so yeah they go way back but yeah he does not like the mooch what about kellyanne conway any mention of her she's she's barely mentioned like maybe once or twice same thing with sarah sanders which i thought was strange like they're both blips like barely Especially mentioned when sarah huckabee sanders worked underneath him right the yeah whole time. i mean he he says she's great like he he obviously likes her but there was nothing there was really no insight about her or kelly and whatever the hell did he try did he offer yeah. insight about anyone except what yeah what about, Ivan- about what about ivanka and jared any of them no he doesn't talk about any of them the people he, he doesn't he kind of makes it's really about him and his experience in his life and then in the white house he doesn't talk too much about other people that were there with him does he have some exceptional life like did he have something where he was born in a tractor and no had to this raise is, himself this is, this in an eye alley that, that where you know when it started i went oh no i don't <laughs> think so sean he he starts the book explaining where he like he really tries to make it like he had this working class upbringing and you know he he was just salt to the earth and he grew up in Rhode Island and, you know, you in Barrington, which mm-hmm, is rich. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I go. Uh, so I texted my good friend, Jill, who grew up in Rhode Island, but she grew up in Woonsocket, which is the armpit of Rhode Island. But I love it. But she but it is. And I was like, Barrington's pretty rich. Right. She's like, uh, yeah. And then he talks about how his family. I actually wrote this down because just the way he says it is so funny how there are yacht clubs and they belong to the Newport Yacht Club. I okay? mean, he goes, you're going to say you're working class. Club. Wow. Yeah. Fucking and asshole. Newport, Rhode Island is one of the richest places in America. In the world. Yeah. yeah. He goes, it's where the Taylor Newport Swift Yacht has a house. Club, which sounds impressive, but was really the working man's club. What? It became my father's second home. My father launched his own yacht brokerage company. Yacht broker sounds fancier than it was. It's like, no. No, no. My father made gold out of cubes yeah. in the basement. Gold sounds way more fancy and rich I mean, than it really gold's is. Gold's no platinum. Gold's I mean, I was no like, platinum. A yacht, I was like, yacht broker and yacht club are wow. 
That's the working that's man's business. And he's that's the selling. Business. Who's he selling the yachts to? Working men? Yeah, blue collar. Yeah, I couldn't. I, collar. I said to Jill, I'm like, could this possibly be? A, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, could this possibly be a working man's yacht club? <laughs> and she's like, he's delusional. Actually, we're back. Is this guy delusional or what? Yeah, it's insane. And then he explains at some point about how when it was a Clinton, whoever it was, did the millionaire t- um, yacht tax that how it like destroyed his family because rich people stopped buying yachts. Like this is insane. <laughs> it, um, like I, I need even... to feel bad for him. It's, I... it's, it was, uh, uh, so that's how it kind of started. When the yacht like, factory closed. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the whole town just dried up. And Barrington like, yeah. has never been the same. He could bar- he barely afford the tuition to this very prestigious private school. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And know. I mean, I hate that I, we can just see the move that all the Republicans have to do, that Fox News move, like, to go to go for the working class people. Is that Bill O'Reilly yeah, classic so fucking it's bullshit? Like you're, it's okay to say you come from a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Like, that's we assume that. It's like, why try to downplay it it's just bizarre. Like I don't like we're. I, I didn't get it. But so that's how it started. I was like, "You lost me, Sean." And just be that, blatantly saying the working man's yacht club. Yeah, the working with man's a, with yacht club. Thinking that that someone's gonna read that and go, "Yeah, the working man." Like that's yeah. the whole Trump administration. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. So. Yeah. Okay, so then how long would was the memoir portion of it i hope you didn't have to put up with that too long yeah that part wasn't too he just talked about his career and all the different jobs he had and um where did he go to do you, do you remember where he went to college it wasn't anywhere okay big it, it was just it was like a, a normal it was like somewhere college. in connecticut it was, it was the working man's, man's college. college you know um it was probably the college yeah. of someone who didn't get good grades but then somebody hooked him up with the job in dc which is what happened okay. and yeah. He worked for like, I don't know, a bunch of bullshit. But what was funny, at one point he talked about working for, he was the press secretary for Mark Foley for a little while. Who's that? And, well, I was like, Mark Foley, how do I know that name? And he's like, he was a real nice guy. Or he said, he was like, he was good to staff and fun to be around. I'm like, who is that guy? And I had to look it up. And that was the fucking guy that got, had to quit because he was soliciting sex with like underage congressional pages nice <laughs> by that the way guy. which one nice and which one yeah, i didn't exactly. even know where which you were one? headed i was like yeah. oh the one that asked his assistant to have his baby for a million dollars which by the way <laughs> no, well, i don't know why she didn't he do was that full soliciting teenage boys oh yeah but he was a real you know when he wasn't doing that he was a real peach i guess but it was <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, Spicer. He's a nice guy, you know? Did he talk about his own um, personal life? Like, is he married? He's married. He has two kids. It's, Cut, the shit, you, Cut the shit, dumpling. Cut the shit. Oh, my exactly. God. He's gonna break that, yeah, that picture. Coming and you're what is he sad. doing? Bugging Captain <laughs> Bugaboo. He's up, and Julie has, of course, we don't need your notes, babe, the, the drawing, the Jesus drawing, like, prominently displayed, and where she can gaze at it, and he's about to break it. Okay, he's bugged he's off. He's still mad at you for leaving him in the heat wave. He's getting back at you. <laughs> okay, so okay, so yeah. Did he talk about his 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 any of his divorces? Oh, yeah, he he talked about the wife and the kid. It was. I mean, he's really just so dull of a person. Like it's really like no humor. Whew, no, no, I mean his wit. humor is lame. No wit. He's just a, he's just a you know mediocre white guy a privilege 
Like they all are. You know, it's just like, oh, brother. Any talk about just... like the press conference he gave with something in his tooth <laughs> or anything like oh, that? Oh, yeah. He has a whole section that's like memes. It's like chapter something like it's memes. It's like, I fucking hate you. And he, he it's just, I, I hate him so much. Like I just, I hate him worse now. That I had to read this book and I hated it before, which I didn't think was possible. I, I was like, no, I can't not like him. He's just, he's just, he's the worst. So, like, what's so the... I will say to the listeners, <laughs> please don't buy this book. So, like, when he talked about. I mean, about... that was what got me through it. When he talked like, about. So I can Sorry. warn everyone. Yeah. That's it. I'm just warning everyone. Please don't read, read this garbage book. <laughs> so when he talked about Trump, it wasn't like, I know everyone thinks that I should hate him, but. Was it like that? He doesn't even say that. So he, he doesn't does, even have an acknowledgement he, of we all think we're, re- we're, we're we all want this book because he think kind of. Gonna- I mean, he this is this is he he has a he he basically just defends him in every situation, like kind of like how he did in the beginning. Well, I know it sounds fancy. You got it's like that. I know you think he's brash, but let me tell you what I really think about him. He's it's it's one of it's he's gaslighting. It's the same. I know you think you're seeing this. This is really how it is. I'm like mm. you're he's doing full gaslighting through the whole book and i'm like you're you are no charles boyer sir you cannot and what's the point though to to what do you think the the point is no no no. i think of fully writing trump a fucking love letter so that trump would send that tweet out which he did which is the only thing that probably probably just to stay in his good side i mean i'm like reading it going what is he trying to get out of this besides obviously you know a little bit of cash but it's like he's just angling for like a show probably some kind of show on Fox News. He wants to keep, stay on everybody's good side so that they will come on. I don't know. But Trump doesn't care about him. It's just so, it's almost sad. Did he say he quit? Yeah. So he says that he, so this is how, I gotta read, this is hilarious. So he, the beginning of the book is him finding out that the Mooch is gonna come in and like help out. So Trump doesn't really, doesn't say anything about him taking over the job or anything. He's just saying, hey, you know, we're taking a beating in the press. We're going to bring this guy in, which every person who's ever had a job knows that that means you're getting pushed out and are losing right. your job. Time That's for you to train means. your replacement, hon. <laughs> yeah. Go get put the plant in the box. And walk. I mean, that's just what everybody knows. So he says, you know, <laughs> put the plant in the box on and walk. Put your put your frames in the plant, put your and, personal effects, yeah. <laughs> get it in the box and walk out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's, that's just a the scene that. from Baby's Boom and get out of the building. Exactly. It's exactly that. Yeah. So he <laughs> is, I guess, kind of sees the writing on the wall, although he doesn't say that. He says, I just figured it was time for me to resign. So he goes in, he gives, and I wrote this down because the dialogue, he puts does full dialogue of what's happened. And it is like a third rate soap opera, this <laughs> mm, dialogue. <exciting. laughs> yeah. So he, he gives him this resignation letter that reads like fan mail, like the end of it's like, thank you for making America great again. Like, what the fuck? Oh, like, that's fan mail. Like, it's like me writing to Jack Wagner in eighth grade, <laughs> saying Frisco and Felicia forever. But it's, I could, I was like, okay. So then he, this is, I'm going to read this to you verbatim. This is literally what's in the book. So he goes into Trump's office, hands Trump the resignation. Trump gets the re- resignation letter and he says, no, Sean. No, no, no. We need, I swear to God, we need you here. You are part of the team. And then Spicer says, Mr. President, the press secretary is supposed to tell the president's story. But from my first day on the job, I have become the story. Uh, Trump, look, I get it, Sean, but I think we can work this out together. 
as a team. <laughs> Mr. President, I'll stay on until the end of August to ensure a smooth transition, but this is the change you need and deserve. The president paused for a moment before saying, okay, if that's what you think. This is what's in the book. And I was like, well, that can't be. But none of that can be. Do you think that that can't be the conversation? It can't be. I'm, and also, I'm so stuck on how many times he said Mr. President. Do they all walk around there doing that? Is, is there no I mean, like lack of, was there any informality? I think well, I'd be wanting to call to him Donald. Wing, according to West Wing and all those shows, they have to call them Mr. President. Even when they're friends. They walk into the, that's the other scene. Hey, that's the yeah, other scene. Yeah, I guess it's scene. like a sign of respect. Right, I don't go, know. Yeah, even if you're friends, you have to be like, you, they would go, Donald, <laughs> sorry. Mr. Yeah. President. And but I mean, really, like I have become this story. I have like, become Yeah. He really martyred himself. He was really like Jesus Christ. Yeah, the whole book. I mean, the entire thing is it's, he martyrs himself. It's a. It's really... Another gross quality. <sighs> like, I Yeah, mean, it really is. You like, re- I'm not going to complain, but here I go complaining. Did he talk about when he worked for George Bush and he played the Easter Bunny in the, in the, in the lawn? Like, literally, no. they made him dress up as the Easter Bunny? <laughs> no, no. Okay. But I wish that would have been somewhat interesting. Yeah. And did he say anything? What did he say about SNL? Oh, he said that that didn't bother him. He said that none of that bothered him. Well, I thought it was he had the problem that he became the story. Right. The only story he became was a joke. Yeah. There wasn't well, any other story except for he said specifically with her and SNL. He was oh didn't it didn't bother him like her portrayal I guess, but. Mm-hmm. It it's Did he talk about what it, did bother him? Well, he didn't like the press. Oh, <laughs> he didn't like the way the that he was secretary. treated. He didn't like sure. the, his entire he job. Hated, he oh. hated the lady who uh remember when he it was the big thing about him being in the bushes and then everybody made fun of him about <laughs> yes. being hiding in yes. the bushes. Yes. He yes. goes uh, on and on about how he was uh, never in the bushes and if you go back and look at the footage you'd see he wasn't in a bush he was standing next to a bush and he the bush thing really bothered him so that one he said that it was it was in the spirit of malice and a desire to oh. wound that's what he Whoa. said which I'm is a, like that's a bit much that's a bit much in the spirit of malice with the because because you know the first thing anyone's gonna say is well if anybody can shift the truth even from in in the bush hiding in the bush to standing beside it it's you sir yeah. you did nof- nothing yeah. to shift facts but I guess his is fine because it wasn't in the spirit of malice <laughs> with a desire to wound yeah he's it's <laughs> I want that on a bumper sticker he's he's delu- I mean he's delusional I think I don't I don't know I it's think you're really- right though. He's, he's definitely doing it for money and to get a show and yeah. I think it's what when I you we're gonna read it and martyr yourself um <laughs> I was oh, like wondering if we were going to see because with the other two books they were always on the um, they were all over the news and this time I think uh, like all all like Rachel Maddow called up Anderson Cooper and said let's do a let's cross networks here and let's make a pact not to do anything with this book so it doesn't sell one yeah, single and, book well and also there's nothing in it of note like it's just him kissing Trump says he here's a good quote that he this is what he says for Trump he is a unicorn riding a unicorn over a rainbow that's a quote what i don't even know what that he means said about How Trump. Does a unicorn okay, let, let's dissect this he's a unicorn yeah, he's a, riding a riding unicorn, a unicorn over, a, over rainbow. a rainbow so he's yeah not only is he in terms of that he's like this this so unique uh, he's so special yeah, cracker jack right you know he's riding a special that's you can't he's so special he found the one thing you can ride over 
the thing that you can't it's an so untangible thing he's he's a i mean why wow. you couldn't come up with another animal why are you a unicorn twice i mean this is how I know. it's really why aren't you a you why isn't he a unicorn riding a megalodon over yeah yeah you know what i mean or yeah like that's a this that's is how a, lazy that is lazy that is lazy there's many fantastic creatures he could have chosen and yeah, he should just be certainly. a unicorn not riding anything because unicorns don't ride. Just, he should yeah, be a unicorn yeah, riding a surfboard over a fucking rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> riding a bike. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He that, just, he calls him a master at emotional imagery. Which, I don't know what that means either. Uh, I'm, uh, that could be true. Yeah, yeah. I could say, I could see that a master of emotional imagery. Yeah. Well done. He, he does do, he does make people emote. He's, and he's a good, and he's a good salesman. He's and that's what salesman. he does. He sells unicorns. shit. Yeah. Calls him kind and gracious. Kind? Yeah. Kind. Well, oh, did he talk about Melania? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, again, she was just like a blurb. Wow. Yeah. Well, Anne, before Jesus before Christ. we let you go, and um, did you want to tell us, and did you write down anything you want, want us to you're going to want us to say? I don't know why I can't get that out. <laughs> you know, last time with James Comey, you had all these notes that you didn't I know, get to well, do. I, all I did was write down his dumb quotes because they were so, oh, here's a good one. He said before, every time before he walked out to his briefings, he would read a daily passage from the book Jesus Calling for inspiration. <laughs> Stop. I like, okay. Stop. Yeah. Jesus Stop. Calling? I mean, Stop. It's just awful. He he write, There's like three page, full pages about him loaning the president a tie once. Like this is, he was really what? reaching. It was, yeah. He loaned the president like, a tie? Yeah, for, like, he needed a green tie for St. Patrick's Day. Like, this required three pages of your book describing you getting the tie, bringing the tie in. Oh he God. never got the tie back. No, but no, of it, course not. I, I was like, this is a story that was you found interesting enough to include in your... Well, he never got he the tie the back. Holocaust. Remember when he did the thing oh, yeah, about... Uh, yeah, that they didn't... Because no one's ever gassed... Like, well, no yeah. one did use chemical weapons or something. It was about chemical yeah. weapons. No, well, he, that he Hitler. Did this, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did this. He goes, this is what he read this out. He goes, he's talking about me, just media training in general. And he said, the number one rule I gave every Republican was don't ever, ever talk about rape or compare anything or anyone to Hitler or the Holocaust ever. Oh, oh my God. But then he did. And he's like, well, I broke my own rule. But I'm like, what a strange set of rules you have to give people All right, don't talk guys, about rape there's or a few Holocaust. things that are important to know about journalism okay these are very important <laughs> things you got to stick to the facts yeah. you got to do your research <laughs> don't talk about rape and make sure not to compare anything to hitler okay they probably, they mean, probably, probably said don't compare anything girls. to rape too and don't compare anything yeah, to rape you know and don't compare anything to raping hitler <laughs> or don't compare anything to hitler raping a unicorn raping another unicorn flying over a rainbow and raping that <laughs> yeah, too so let's make sure over a rainbow. Don't like, do that. no and make sure you don't rape any rainbows today okay everyone let's get, let's get out <laughs> there and have a good what one a, what a weird <laughs> thing to have to warn people about like isn't it just inherently something you should just know as a decent person i, mean, I don't it's so bizarre that is so oh, yeah. weird yeah it was in oh, the handbook God, and he broke the rules he did yeah that one, that one I like. Yeah, but it's just a bunch of garbage like that. I mean, it's just. So he offered up so nothing. Boring. He had nothing to say. There was no revelation. He had no, nothing salacious. No. There was no gossip on anyone. He didn't reveal no any truth. He, it was nothing. It was a nothing waste. It was all lies. Did the he, only did he is mention, a waste of paper and, yeah, it was. Wow. Mm, did he ever mention did, how his health clearly declined and if it's gotten back? <laughs> did he talk about his health at no. all? Because he started looking no. severely unhealthy. He did. 
Like, yeah, no, he, I mean, he talked about, like, the hours and how he didn't get to, you know, see his family, and it was draining and stuff, but it was just mostly him boo-hooing about his life, and a lady yelled at him once in the Apple store, and he <laughs> wanted to buy his wife an I, Apple phone and a watch or something. I'm like, is this seriously what you're complaining about? There are children in cages now. Yeah. And he's like, the surprise was ruined for the Apple watch. It's like, the tone deafness... <laughs> is like beyond any it's he's just and that was and that was always his problem he's trump sent out someone to speak for him who's so fucking tone deaf he's angry yelling at everyone it's like i mean it didn't matter what the topic was so self-righteous it's like you know woe is me it's it's really and it's just i think that's why he hasn't been on anything it's so there's nothing not one piece of it that rings true to me like there's not one moment where he's like you know what that hurt my feelings or mm. when he did this i didn't like not what remember he he's like this very devout catholic was on and on about how he's this devout catholic when they all went to the vatican he was left off the list and couldn't go <laughs> okay you know they did that on purpose you yep. know they did of and they he did. was gonna... like luckily so-and-so took took my rosaries and got them blessed by the holy father it's like can't you just say in that moment that really hurt my feelings? I wanted to do it, and and they left me off the list. Like not even in that moment could he be truthful. I'm like, mm. you're just awful. Sounds I like a devout Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so like, Anne, tell the tell the 14 listeners your 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 all your places they can find you. You guys, nothing's changed since the last time <laughs> I've 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 done done nothing of note. Well, we might uh, have we might have gotten a few a few more listeners as we lost that same amount, which is why it always pretty much hovers around oh, fourteen. Okay. But I'm saying there might be new people listening. That right? Okay. So the so the remaining three that don't yet follow me on Twitter, <laughs> it's at an a n n e underscore Morris m o r r i s. There's I don't I don't even not even on there very much, but that's all I got for you. Yeah, Twitter's fun. Okay. Twitter's fun. Yeah, Twitter's fine. Instagram's just pictures of my kid and my animals, so that's not too interesting. <laughs> well, thank you for know. reading that book it. and suffering through that and telling us all about it. I mean, if nothing else, we have unicorn riding a unicorn over a rainbow. I mean, so, that's it. You know what I mean? That's all you can hope for. I, we're going to have to get, like, I don't know, I'm, I want to do Malcolm Nance's book or something. Yes. I want to do some Russia I have that. Book. I have that one. I oh, know you those... know, Bob Woodward is writing a book about Trump. It's coming out in, like, September, I think. Oh, okay. Well, then that's That'll be, be good. a good one. Because God That's knows be you, you prefer a biography, Anne. Well, I prefer something <laughs> not written by a total fucking asshole, <laughs> spineless, boring, disgusting <laughs> man. Oh, and also, here's my, I'll just leave you on this. The fact that he called it the briefing, which I'm like, is a poor man's Grisham. I'm like, get it together, the briefing. <laughs> the cover, ugh. Oh, yeah, exactly. The title. I love the that firm. the president's in the title, and he didn't even... He he wanted to talk about loaning him a tie and call me yeah, born. and it Ugh. was it was so great, and he'd be like, "Can you believe it?" It's like it's just, I just oh god, don't read this book, anybody. Don't read it. Don't click on anything about it. Don't give him one nickel. I need to go find out how many books it sold. Well, you saw that thing from what Chris Hayes. Did we ever see the second part? I didn't listen. I gotta go find out how many Chris Hayes. We showed, can find out. I gotta find out. I know. I wish we if knew now. Basically, Chris Hayes. From MSNBC, he, you know how he does that thing one, thing two? Yeah. So he's like, thing one, me and Julie are so 
goddamn brain dead that he did thing one and it was so interesting and then we couldn't even wait for thing two so we never found out the <laughs> second part so but thing one is um that trump's stupid tweet about this book like this is a very good book go yeah, everyone go buy it like, today go read it yeah everyone go buy it and then there's a graph showing that after he tweeted it like the level of the book sales and then there's like one graph <sighs> shooting up to the sky right right after he did yeah. the tweet but then chris and chris yeah. Hayes is like laughing during it like he has like the big <laughs> smile and he's like well if you look closer at the graph you'll see something and he's like smiling so big and then me and julie didn't even find out i'm like what the graph say like was it a fake graph was it used from i mean i don't know if it was like doctored or what but there was something like about that they're definitely trying to say about these damn book sales. When we find out thing two, um, I'll text you. I'll text you the That's deal. That's more interesting to me. That That is something I'd like to know. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, we yeah. love you. Okay. Love you. Until next time, until Bob Woodward. So, Anne, I'm calling you back to tell you about thing two. Okay. We found the shit. Again, <laughs> Where we did w- you find it? Did you have to look it up? We what just did you went, do? Yeah, I, ju- I, just, I just went and went to Sean Spicer book, MSNBC, because I knew. Yeah. I'd already, yeah. But we this time tried to Watch stick around, yeah. and we did get to see him full laughing of mm. what he's done with thing one. <laughs> you know, comes back, shows happy. the fucking graph, and again, it's like picture think like a graph going up and down. It's a vertical <laughs> yeah. graph, and there's like like lines that indicate each day that they're and they're all like look like short lines, short lines, short lines, short yeah, lines. Yeah, because like it came out last week. Yeah, book. Then the yeah. day, you know, and they're not that short, but then the day Trump tweeted. It spiked. It's huge. It went crazy. It's like right. it went. Ab- it went. It went through the chart. Yeah, <laughs> through the chart. And you know, and when you look closer at the graph, what it said what? that it it sold fourteen <laughs> copies. <laughs> <laughs> the days before, it was like selling five and six. Yeah, and then it shot up to fourteen because <laughs> of Trump's tweet. I mean, fourteen oh fucking copies on Amazon. And by the way, Are one you of sure them is probably yours. Fourteen. It wasn't like fourteen thousand. It was fourteen. No, no, it was one four. And they probably have each person's name. Your name is probably on that chart. God, that is so funny. I mean, I got it on Amazon. I was like, you are. You're probably going to be on some fucking list now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the Russian internet research agency gets to you. I know. If I start getting served like ads about, <laughs> you know, yeah, fucking Russia. fascism and shit. Yeah, click here if you think Clinton was crooked, all that kind of if stuff. If Chris Hayes fucked that up and it was 14,000, I am going to, there's no way. No well, because sometimes, no you know, way. like on the side right. of the chart, they'll go in zero, zero, zeros. Like, they'll do that kind yeah. of stuff. But I even if it's 14,000, like, that's not even a lot either. Yeah, like, no. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's yeah. say it was 1,400 or yeah. 14,000. Like, that's not, Let's that's say it's nothing. 140. <laughs> even then. Yeah. Oof. That's hard. That's, yeah, that's, that's hard. He, this poor guy. You guys, I, I feel for him. I do. Yeah, they said that it's going nowhere. Nobody's hiring him. Like he's kind of like nobody wants to to, to take him on. I wonder if he has on. to give the money back for the deal. I don't know if that's. Oh, like his like retain that. his. I don't know. I just think he thought this was going to be a springboard, and he was going to like get some work out of it, and people are going to be interested. But it's just so. I mean, he did. I think he did himself a disservice writing it. I really uh, do. Agreed. It's that boring. And you. But we love you yeah, for it. Yeah, I did it. I did a disservice reading it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, we love bye, you. Sir. Love you. Bye, bye guys. Bye. Now it's time for so there's that.
okay, this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment and all the gross and dark shit that's going on right now. And you know, and we've been even trying to do it in, in our in our personal shit we've been going <laughs> through, haven't that, we? That's true. So maybe we have grown as people from this annoying fucking segment. But <laughs> um, I really, Aran row, you know, is in my heart and lives on in my heart for for everything he said last week at the live show. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's like now he's sort of synonymous with this for me. So, um, it was pretty, pretty easy for you today. <laughs> um, today's definitely a revert. I mean, it's like when you, you know, one of those things where it's like just finding the shining light and the thing, but like, it's, it's pretty negative. Yeah. Like, you know. It's, hey, it's, it well, could just be just, something that, that made you happy in all the dark shit. Sometimes negative. That's right. And that's, that's so, 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 okay. So sometimes in the darkness of the <laughs> So There's That Cavern and in our lives, we lay in the dark, crying, grasping into the night's cold, loveless arms <laughs> and wonder how and why we got here. It is in that depth, that darkness, that I stumbled upon this oasis. I opened my swollen Bell's palsy eye. (laughs) Then I opened the other eye, the regular one, and I saw these words on the computer screen. Headline. Donald Trump Jr.'s bae, Kimberly Guilfoyle, left Fox News amid dick pic scandal. Report. (laughs) Let's just let that sink in, okay? I had to read it a couple times. Then I had to investigate further, because at first I thought it meant Kimberly Guilfoyle was showing off her own dick, but it turns out it's even more skanky. According to several news sources online, probably all Russian, so this probably isn't even true, but I don't care. P.S. I didn't even know they were dating. Apparently it's in the news. Apparently they're dating. So Donald Trump Jr. is dating Kimberly Guilfoyle, okay? He left his wife, and now he's dating Kimberly Guilfoyle. Um, Or he was dating Kimberly Guilfoyle when he was with his wife. No, I mean, whatever. So... (laughs) Multiple sources told, um, or uh, multiple sources told Huff Post, Huffington Post, that Guilfoyle's exit from Fox News, where she had worked since 2006, came after her alleged inappropriate workplace behavior could no longer be tolerated by the network, by Fox News. Vanity Fair, which broke the story about Guilfoyle leaving the network, and the Daily Beast, which reported that Fox News staff allegedly waged a hostile whisper campaign against Guilfoyle, have said she crossed the line by using network makeup artists for personal outings. But the accusations Guilfoyle faced were much more serious. Much more serious. (laughs) Six sources said Guilfoyle's behavior included showing personal photographs of male genitalia to colleagues and identifying whose genitals they were. So bitch was walking around being like, look at this big dick I fucked. Look at this dick I suck. Yeah, look at these dicks. I mean, like, no, like, slut shaming aside, no. the only people we know with a, tons of different dick pics <laughs> on their phones are fucking d- cum dumpsters. Uh, or gay guys. Again, same diff. Same diff. With all, with all due, you kids. With all due. <laughs> with all due. With all due. But with one, it's respectable, and with another, right. it's just sad. Yeah, And it ladies, is. you cannot be a cum dumpster. No, I'm you sorry. can't. Only men can be. If you are going to be a cum dumpster, you better be it for one dick. Right. Well, that's different. Of that's course. different. That's different. It's like different. walking around with a bunch of dick pics, and it's like, yeah, there are a different set of rules for guys and girls. There just are in that case. It's just, it's just crass. And, and also, it's very, it's just and tacky. Also, and also... You're at work, bitch. You are at work. And that's the whole thing. You're at work. And like, now guys can't be showing dick pics at work, and neither can you, you fucking 
come thirst bucket. Yes. Like you get a fucking baby bottle of cum and <laughs> like get the fuck get your life together yeah. like get yourself together she's fucking walking around showing dick pics now also uh par- apparently she's also talking about sex a lot at work so she's being provocative she's obviously flirting with every guy in there she's trying to get she's being um a, a climber an opportunist right. she's using sex as a as a tool she is a tool like she's all that so, <laughs> so she's a sex tool she's a sex come tool with a baby bottle filled with cum <laughs> on the baby bottle it just says loads oh god uh, you're welcome gay guys you may take that to the next party so um She's apparently also engaging in emotionally abusive behavior toward hair and makeup artists and support staff. Now that you know is true. That you know is true. I can complete, and you can tell by her hair. You can tell by her hair. <laughs> Julie says, first thing Julie said, you can tell by her hair. You, <laughs> you can, can tell by her hair she's mean to them. You can tell. You And her, which, her, you can tell. She fucking walked around Fox News showing off dicks of guys she fucked and sucked and then was a vicious viper to her hair and makeup people. Can you imagine working there and being like, oh God, here it comes. She comes with fucking <laughs> dick pics. I have to do her stupid fucking hair. Which you know is just a fucking nightmare for them. You can tell, and yeah, you can tell. You can tell by her hair, if nothing else, that she's just an asshole. And her face, and her makeup, and her body, and her voice, and what she says. Okay, I can only imagine having to work with this fucking asshole. People at Fox, people at Fox News didn't like her. Fox News at Fox News, the network that brings us outnumbered by whores, the Small Dick Show, aka Greg Gutfeld Show, and the Micro Penis Show called Waters World, the Rape Hour, aka Hannity, just. All of these people, the worst people on the planet, they don't even like her. And she's a full skank. And they didn't want her. It wasn't, titties weren't enough. Nope. Current and former Fox News employees told Huffington Post that Guilfoyle also openly complained about feeling slighted and criticized other women at the network. One target of her criticism was Judge Janine Pirro, who hosts the popular show Justice with Judge Janine. Now fine, Janine is batshit crazy. She's insane. But I mean... You can't be talking shit about Judge Janine. Come on, bitch. Come of on. course, okay. Janine had no time for you. Of course not. She told you've Gilfoyle. dried cum all over your fucking cleavage. <laughs> you fucking asshole. It's in her hair. I can't. I can't. I'm gonna throw up. Gilfoyle <laughs> told colleagues that Piero was too old. Okay, and should no longer be on television, according to two sources who also said Piero caught wind of Guilfoyle's disparaging comments. In 2016, she asked the women who worked at Fox to support Roger Ailes, America's second best raper, next to Harvey Weinstein. And we know for sure she fucked him. Oh, 100%. 100%. The story proves everything we think is true of Fox News, which is that the entire network is made up of rapists and sexual harassers, even the women. Fox News is either a secret underground Red Sparrow type school churning out male and female rapers, or it's just a place with shitty news fronted by mostly men who wear toupees and the cum dumpsters who love them. But even this cum dumpster wasn't enough for fucking Fox News. Nothing makes me happier to see the inner workings of an evil brothel and watching a social climbing opportunist get kicked to the curb. So there's that. So 
So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Yay, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't signed up for Patreon yet, go over to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. Pledge a dollar an episode so you can hear that members-only one-hour-long podcast. You know what? It's the friends who pay for the Patreon that are keeping this podcast, Dumb Gay Politics, going. If it weren't for that... We would have had to stop doing this by now because it's too much work to do for no money. <laughs> I mean, and we will also never stop talking about it ever. Sorry, not sorry. Uh-uh. I'd like to clarify that whatever ads you hear are put there by Acast. The ads pay for this, the hosting, basically. Like without the ads, we'd have to pay for a server. Acast hosts podcasts for free under the terms that there will be ads. So the Patreon is how we're getting paid for doing this podcast, and it's the only way. Yeah. So that's why we talk about it all the time. They pay, they're paying the bills. They're paying the bills. They're paying the bills. I mean, I mean, whew. Now, I was going to read, have you read an email that we got from a girl who came to the live show in Portland. We got the email through Patreon. Um, But we don't have time this time. Um, So I'll read it next time. Um, And and as always, it's been real (laughs) and it's been fun. But it's mostly been gay and dumb. And late. (laughs) And late. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dine because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme Maybe Play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite, sweet transvestite. From 
Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame So I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom 